Hi everyone, my name is Rai and thank you so much for joining the Pakistani Corner Shop podcast. Today we have a really special guest who's going to be speaking about something that's quite close to my heart for a variety of reasons. She's going to be discussing her experience with male privilege, being female and the way in which she felt inequality being raised in a household where her brothers were treated slightly differently to her according to their gender. So just to start off with, tell me a little bit about this inequality that you've seen and experienced in your life. It was prevalent in my entire life. I don't think I was very aware of it, or if I was aware, I just kind of brushed it off and said, this is part of my culture. It's the standard. Um, So I didn't really realize it until I was independent and I moved away, um, getting my first job at 28 years old. I then realized my journey to independence was nothing like that of my brothers who had been living away from home since high school. Living in another city, um, starting a brand new job, I got calls at all hours of the night to make sure I was home. I was expected to drive five hours to my parents every other weekend while working a full-time job. Um, My mom went so far as to question flowers on my kitchen table when she would FaceTime me, which I had bought for myself and my cat who enjoyed the flowers. So every detail was scrutinized. I don't remember them making these calls to my brothers. They could go five, six days without speaking to my brothers and saying, it's okay, he's probably busy, he might be traveling. When I moved away, I started cycling as a hobby and I went on group rides with both males and females. I would get questioned about every male on the ride. And mind you, these were older gentlemen. They were probably my father's age or even grandfather's age. Um, All this while, my brothers, They actually um, were married, but they dated their wives before marriage. My parents knew that they had dated their wives and dated women previously in order to find their um, spouse. Uh, I was told that's okay. It's up to the girl's parents if they're okay with that. But my parents consistently reminded me it's not acceptable for me to quote unquote, date, and by that means talk to a guy, go out, meet him for the purpose of marriage. The other things I noted, my sister-in-laws, they're very liberal. They would wear clothes of their choice. So if I asked, hey, can I just wear this sleeveless top? It's hot. I don't want to put on a cardigan. I was told, no, and you can wait until you're married. And maybe if your husband's okay with it, then you can wear the sleeveless or If you want to travel by yourself, you can do that when you get married. Little things like that, that, you know, I was independent. I was telling my parents, I'm going to pay for this trip by myself. I'd like to go explore Europe alone. And uh, I still found myself seeking their permission, um, which my brothers never had to do at, at my age. But I did. And I was always told no. And respectfully, I said no. The biggest realization, though, was when I started the job, Uh, my parents didn't think I would succeed at a job. I mean, I'm 28 years old. I, I will say I was raised very lavishly. I had everything a girl could dream of, luxury handbags, cars, you know, shoes. Um, So when I started the job, I succeeded. I surprised myself. I surprised my parents. 
they were paying for my rent initially. And after two months of working, that rent check stopped coming from my parents. I had a credit card since I was 13. Um, I had no limit. I never knew what it was like to have restricted finances. And all of a sudden, they put a $300 limit on that uh, credit card, which wasn't even enough to cover the gas every month to drive home to visit my parents in this luxury vehicle that they had provided me with. None of this happened to my brothers. They were married. They're physicians. Um, they had utmost freedom. My parents supported them still although they were married, they um, paid for everything, their rent, their cars, their travels, gifts. I mean, gifts they bought for their wives. My parents paid for that. Um, they're physicians. They, they had the means to purchase it themselves. So I started questioning, like, why, why am I being punished uh, for my success? I'm, I'm doing great at this job. I want my parents to be proud of me. I'm okay. They, they cut down the finances. I'm making it work. I'm able to pay my rent. I'm able to, um, you know, buy myself the things that I need. I'm not asking them for money. They should be happy, but they looked at it as a rebellion, I guess. Um, they felt like they had lost their control over me. Um, I'm, I was doing a career that my parents chose for me. So I, my father's a physician. I, from very young age, was determined to become a physician. And when time came to apply to medical school, they told me, this is no career for a woman. Um, your brothers are doctors, but you don't need to become one. And it was, it was a struggle. I spent two years begging them, I really want to go to medical school. They were telling me, no, when will you get married? When will you have children? Just pick an easier degree. And to the point where my dad actually essentially applied to my master's degree for me. Um, my brothers and my dad decided, hey, this degree is great for you. You should pursue it. You'll be done in two years and it'll be an easy job that, you know, it's something to fall back on if you ever have to work. But if you don't have to work, then, um, you know, you have this degree. It just all seemed odd to me. And then I got the degree. I, I actually ended up loving it. I was using it. I got a job, but it wasn't okay because I was a girl. Girls don't move away before marriage. Girls don't support themselves financially. Um, they literally go from the hand of their fathers over to their husband. And that's when I realized um, the inequalities and just, it was eye-opening. Um, and I mean, yeah, I was very upset that they're ashamed by my freedom and they're angry that I've succeeded. And here I'm hoping to make them proud. It was eye-opening is all I can really say. <laughs> it's really interesting because our level of freedom as women is determined by marriage. So the idea is that you can have a sense of freedom, a job, a career, children, a fulfilling life only when you get married. Whereas for your brothers, they didn't have to wait until they were married in order to have the same level of freedom they have. So a lot of women feel like their access to freedom can only be through marriage, which is completely unfair and shows a great level of inequality between the genders. But furthermore, 
there's a subtle level where your parents have used luxury as a means to distract you from freedom mm-hmm. and wanting that freedom because freedom means rebellion in our culture at times for women. And furthermore, to then go and study and be told being a doctor or being in the medical field is no place for a woman because you should be getting married and having kids also shows that their plans for you are not the same as what the plans are for your brothers. For them, it's to settle down. They can be independent. Whereas for you, independence doesn't equate to freedom. It's not about freedom. It's about marriage and having kids. And there's a subtle difference also with choosing a career for you, a level of control, selecting the masters, but also telling you that to some extent, you might not be intelligent enough to be able to be in the field. So it's twofold. (laughs) One is you can't do it because you're a woman and you should be considering marriage. And on the flip side, they're making you feel like you're not smart enough, which I'm sure you definitely are, but it's a way to put you down subtly so that you don't consider it as an option. How has this impacted your view on yourself and your parents and your brothers? What has been the difficulties and what has it led to? Uh, I think it impacted all of us very differently. Um, you know, my parents, they're, they're feeling like they've lost control. Um, I was rebellious. And, you know, they thought they're just doing the right thing by, quote unquote, protecting their daughter. Um, you know, to this day, I'm their only self-sufficient child. My brothers are older. Um, they have multiple children. They still get funding from my parents. Uh, one of my brothers I'm distant from for a multitude of reasons. I think he's happy with this outcome because I'm cut off and, um, you know, he doesn't see that gender inequality issue. Um, he just looks at it as, hey, she's gone off on her own. It's more money for me more support from my parents. He's repeating the cycle with his wife. Um, She stays at home. She's of a different breed, I guess, than me. She's okay with that. She's dependent on her husband. She was, her parents kind of got her married very young. So she doesn't know what the independence is like. And he's, he likes that. Um, they accuse me of that brother and his wife accuse me of being jealous because of their money. Uh, when the reality is I'm hurt by the unfair treatment, you know, mm-hmm. I understand what privileges he had and I didn't have. Um, at the end of the day, my plea to my parents has always been treat all of us fairly. Uh, my parents are blessed with a lot of wealth and I told them they, they need to cut the cord for all three of us if they want fairness and equality. Um, I'm happy supporting myself, but my mm-hmm. brothers need to be in the same path as well. I think it's beneficial for them to grow as adults, um, but my parents just don't don't see it that way. Um, it's it's quite a struggle. I, my other brother, he, he genuine, genuinely does hurt for me. Um, he feels bad for what I've been through. He sees the injustice, the unfairness. Um, he acknowledges it's because I'm a daughter. He tries to empathize, but at the same time, he's afraid of my parents. So he doesn't openly stand up for me. Um, he's afraid of what 
could backfire to him and to his family if he jeopardizes his relationship with my parents. So he's a silent supporter. Um, he's in between a rock and a hard place. He's trying to stay neutral. But um, so I don't I don't blame him. But every now and then I I look back at my brother's lives. I think about, you know, they're very lucky. I wish I could have the same privileges and freedoms. But I do know that would come with uh, emotional costs. I look back and I remember, okay, if I quit my job, I move back home, I do as my parents please. Am I really going to be happy? No, I'll be locked up again, questioned about why I'm not home after 8 p.m. If I'm out, who am I with? Um, questioned about charges on the credit card. You know, if I went out to dinner with a friend, why was the bill $40 if you were one person eating? And it's, I treated my friend and they, they always get suspicious. Were you out with a boy? You're lying to us. And um, so it's, um, it wasn't pretty to get to where I am. I had to go uh, hit some lows, you know, financial freedom, learning a lot of lessons along the way, how to balance my um, checking account, how to live within my means. But at the end of the day, I would much rather live this modest life and support myself um, than live the luxurious life and continue to be treated unequal because of my gender. Definitely. Sometimes in our culture, we assume and stereotype the busy culture to be slightly backward when it comes to inequality. And it's usually because parents aren't educated or maybe they're slightly ignorant but your parents particularly your father as you mentioned is a physician he's educated he's probably a modern man to some extent he lives in the states as do you there has to be a level of modern thinking in order for him to be in a country and living a certain lifestyle did that not play a role in trying to reduce the gender inequality between yourself and your siblings or has this mentality just enhanced because they're trying to protect and preserve the culture I think yeah it comes more from them trying to protect and preserve the culture uh, while my dad very educated very successful in America as a physician he both my parents come from very small villages and um, they were the first to get educated in their families and my mom actually she was the first female in her village to get a proper education to the point where my um, uncle enrolled her in an all-boys school so until fifth grade she went to school with all boys um, she paved the path for women in that village to get an education. She moved away to get further education, to go to the nearest city with an all-girls school after fifth grade. Um, so I thought all along, you know, growing up, I, I felt empowered by that. I was proud of her for that. Um, I love telling people that story about my mother, that she she has a degree. She never had to work when she came to America. but for what she accomplished for her village. And she still to this day gives back. She funds, you know, female schools. She encourages education. Um, she helps educate families about why their daughters need to go to school, why not to marry them off at a young age. So I thought that I, this would never be an issue for me. Um, 
And I guess, you know, you're young, you're immature. It doesn't really process like that. You think these are norms, but it wasn't until I got older where I really realized that, okay, they, they know what it's like. My mom particularly know what it's, knows what it's like to struggle as a female, a Pakistani female. And it, I guess I was shocked that um, they didn't know how to free themselves from that cycle and not repeat it for their own daughter. And instead they just fell back into the cultural norm and um, maybe they didn't realize it. I've never really had open discussions with them about it. Um, I didn't want to call them out and call out their parenting and, you know, insult them in any way, but it was definitely a shocking process to realize that my mom had the privileges, but she chose not to pass that on to the next generation. I mean, that's quite ironic in so many ways. I mean, you think that um, someone who's been through something like that paved the way would want the same for their daughter. But then you see it comes down to cultural expectations and also keeping up appearances, which our culture is very, very good at. And it's sort of, we want to promote a certain level of identity for others, but would we want the same for our own child? Mm-hmm. And you, there's a wonder there of why that contradictory sort of process happens, but it does. And uh, you can see that within your own sort of family context. What do you think needs to change within our culture to reduce the gender disparity? Um, I think there, I mean, I see it, um, when I, especially when I visit Pakistan, I'm really grateful. There's a lot of advocacy around this. There are, um, you know, leaders in the front trying to change the mentality, trying to go to small villages and educate them about why daughters are valuable, what they can achieve. I mean, they're encouraging them, send your daughters to school, don't get them married young. So, change is happening on a very small scale i think the it'll grow over time it's a process it's a large change that um is hard for our culture to accept i also think that um the the key is for us to change it ourselves we can't go back and change history we can't criticize those before us because that's unfortunately the way they were raised. They were taught that this is okay. But what we can do is stop that cycle from repeating. Um, we can be upfront and open about these struggles with gender inequality when looking for a spouse, if, if that's your choice of path in life to get married and to have children, you wanna make sure that you're spending your life with somebody who understands that and who is committed to not repeating that cycle because it is very easy. I mean, we, we tend to marry within our culture and then you're marrying a male that may be raised with the same ideas and thoughts and you're not the same way. So I think that's, what's important is to make sure that this cycle just doesn't continue. We don't let it proceed um, we allow future women of this gener- next generations to be empowered, to have the same rights as their brothers, to trust them, um, and to just really get, give them that confidence that they need to be successful and that they need to also 
trust you as well in the process. So um, I think just taking it into our own hands is the, the best way to do it moving forward. And on a final note from yourself, what advice would you give to others who have experienced something similar to you, both gender inequality and also sometimes the pressure of feeling like you're never good enough? Um, I think what worked best for me was that I never used this inequality and unfair treatment as a crutch or an excuse. I only used it to strengthen myself, to prove to myself and to others what I am capable of and to prove to them why the inequality shouldn't exist. Um, women can pursue any career that they want to, and they can still manage a family if that's their choice. And they can do that with their partner. It's possible. Um, we aren't inferior in any way. It's a really difficult road to navigate. You're trying to respect your parents, even if their beliefs don't respect you. Just remember at the end of the day, you have to put yourself and your self-respect first. If you don't, the cycle will never end. You become subservient to your partner and this passes on to future generations. So um, the key is to just use that pain, use that suffering to become a stronger person and to make sure you don't allow it to repeat in the future. On a final note for myself, I think the type of inequality you face, unfortunately, is so common within the Desi culture. And I think what's so important here, as you said, is you used your pain and you persevered through that in order to be successful, both emotionally, financially, and also building a stability and an independence for yourself that you didn't know you were necessarily capable of because your parents didn't give you that empowered feeling or encouragement but you gave yourself that feeling and you knew you could be better than the life that you were leaving behind the life of luxury that would have been great for the rest of your life but would it have really fulfilled you and I think that's when you have to make the change in order to be independent and fulfilled so thank you so much for your thoughts and we look forward to having our listeners come and join us for another session soon take care bye Thank you. Bye-bye.